0: Hey friends, what is up, y'all? It has been so long, I feel like. It has been a while. Um, I don't remember the last podcast that we did was July 5th, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was. And even before that, we missed a couple of weeks because of the podcast. So, why, where have I been? What have I been up to? All this stuff. Well, first off, the podcast isn't ending. Let me promise you that. Um, I know it seems like it just because I haven't been on here in a while, but I have been like next level busy and not just busy, like as in, you know, not like just doing things, but busy as in like, I've not been home. <laughs> like, um. so I think I talked about it on the last podcast when we did on July 5th after Uh, 4th of July. And um, a couple weeks before that, I was um, out of town. I was working a youth camp, and I had something else I had to do. And there was just, there was a lot. So we have been off on a schedule. We've been busy. And I'm so sorry, the podcast has just not not been able to have been filmed, but I am home now. We were on vacation last week, and so instead of a podcast, we had a vlog, and then we'll have another one that's going to be coming out soon this week, um, a beach vlog part two, because I we went on our annual family beach trip, which is hands down my favorite trip of the year. I don't travel a lot, even though I hope to in the future, but This, this was my favorite trip because I used to travel a whole bunch and I love traveling in general and so, um, just to be able to travel and then travel with people that you love, my favorite. So, that's where I have been. I have been traveling with my family, been on vacations and summer and just life and it's been crazy, y'all, but we are back, y'all, with the podcast. We are back and I, um... I'm just really excited because I personally feel like the Lord has given me some, I want to say like fresh vision for Truly You and for the podcast and just for Truly You as a whole. And so if you just listen to the podcast, this is True Talk, but un, um, True Talk is under the umbrella of Truly You, which is... A lot of things, a ministry, business, whatever you want to call it. It is a lot of things, but I feel like the Lord has been giving me some fresh vision and ideas of stuff for truly you. And I'm just really excited and praying for his grace and favor over it as, you know, we go forth with it. So I'm excited. I hope you are prepared and ready. And I hope if you'll stand in prayer and agreement with me that God would give me the grace and the resources and the things to do what I feel like he is pulling me to do. So, we got all that out of the way. Um, and, oh, I now remember why we couldn't film a podcast the week after camp because I didn't have a voice. (laughs) I went to camp, to summer camp, and I was a youth leader, and I think I talked about it on the last podcast, but I thought I was traveling, but no, I didn't have a voice that week, and so I was, like, struggling to talk, and I tried to film one, and it just did not work out. So, here we are back at it again. I'm excited, and I am excited to talk about what, um, I feel that kind of God has laid on me to talk about. So, um, let's just, let's just go straight into it. So, if you have watched the movie War Room, it is personally one of my favorite movies, Christian movies especially, because, um, you know, you can watch some Christian movies and they're really cheesy and then they're just like, that's all I got? <laughs> so they're really cheesy, but I love this movie because it is the kind of movie where It just speaks the truth and the power of prayer and just all these different things. And so I've seen it before, but it had been a really long time. And one of my favorite speakers I've been listening to here recently has been Priscilla Shire. So I was like, you know what? We'll just rewatch the movie. And so I rented it and I was watching it. And, you know, God started to deal with me about stuff and just praying on things and all these different things and just really being strategic with prayer. And just strategic in general. And so I was like, okay, this is, you know, this, I I love this. So I watched it and it's just kind of that movie that like, I feel like can re-spark things. Like the Holy Spirit uses it to re-spark things and remind you like, you know, just encouragement of like, don't give up if you haven't seen that prayer answered and you've prayed it for years and years. Don't give up. Keep keep saying fervent prayer and stuff. So I was watching it, and one of the main points of the movie, besides being fervent in prayer and surrendering it to God, was, you know, the wife and the husband are fighting back and forth, and it's just, through the movie, as she draws closer to God, she realizes that she actually needs to love her husband and needs to keep her mouth shut sometimes. And, you know, instead of arguing with him, doing what the Bible says, which is, you know, just... Also Roscoe's here with me. We have not seen each other in 2 weeks, so he's in here with me today. If that if you hear random little noises, that's what that is. But um you know, during the movie she talks about how, you know, instead of fighting with her husband, she needs to learn to love him and respect him and all these different things and instead of fighting with him, fight fight the battle with God. Fight Staying in agreement with God, not fight against God, but fight with God under his direction and under his guidance, following through the scriptures. And so what that looks like for her is being, keeping her mouth shut, being quiet and loving her husband through the mess ups, through the struggles, through all this, because she knows how much God loves her. And so I watched that and it was great. And, you know, when we go on family vacations and when it's, you know, my family, Me and my parents and my sister and and brother-in-law and just all of us in general because my dad's sister, my aunt and them came with us this year and it was so much fun. But we just really had a lot of good conversations talking about, you know, just the love of Christ and all these different things. And so I always feel so refreshed coming back from these trips because it's just good to have conversations like that and just to remind yourself to walk in love. And so we were talking about different things and just churches and things like that. And, you know, I just, as I was praying today, you know, the Lord just was showing me all these scriptures about love and how, you know, it is very easy and I'm having to walk through this. It is very easy to put our hope and trust in other things to find that love or find that satisfaction of love. But in reality, God is the source of love. And so I was reading this in First John four, and so I we're gonna kind of be talking about genuinely loving the way Christ loved. So like genuinely loving people the way Christ did. And so um, the first scripture that I that God was really showing to me was First John four, and it is verse um, seven ish, yeah seven through twelve. And um, I'm reading a different translation. So, just flow with me. (laughs) But it says, um, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. We know that part. God is love. We've heard it. We've heard it in church growing up. You know, God is love. And I feel like especially whenever, you know, we see the celebrations of Homosexual stuff like that. And they want to say love is love. You see a lot of the bride of Christ trying to correct that, that, that lie with the truth of love is not love. God is love. And so, you know, we see it everywhere. I feel like, but it was this next, it was these next two verses that really got me. And it says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his son and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so I know, I I know, or at least I say I know, I feel like we know why Jesus came. Jesus came to save us, to take the um, punishment of our sins because he was the only one that could. He was the only one who was a perfect, blameless lamb that could. We know these things, but then if you actually sit here and break it down, you know, It, like it says, this is love, not all these, all these other ideas of love that we have are, are not necessarily bad things, but it is not love. It says in here, this is love. Not that we loved God. It wasn't that we loved God and God was like, oh, they love me, so I'm going to do this for them because, you know, they love me a lot and I just want to reward them. No, we did not love God. We did not know God. We knew stories, or at least in this time period and even now, we knew stories of our ancestors loving God. You know, before... Jesus went to the cross, the only ones who ever got to experience God were people who, you know, the, the Holy Spirit chose and, and, you know, just particular people. And so it's like, you know, not we didn't have access to the Holy Spirit because, you know, God, we, we just didn't. We did not have access to the Holy Spirit. And so it was like, you know, it's not that we loved God, like it says here, but that He loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so, you know, I was reading that and God just, you know, spoke to me and it was just like, you know, we're not called to love those who just love us. We're called to love those who don't love us. We're called to love those who don't even like us. And I was thinking about that and how often we're so picky and choosy with who we love. And Roscoe's getting very excited playing with his toys and how we get so, you know, I'm gonna pick and choose who I love today. And, excuse me. And, you know, I was just thinking about that and how we're like that. You know, if someone doesn't act the way we act, or, you know, let's just say personalities clash, they are like, oh, it's just our personalities clash. It's okay. We'll never be able to do that. And I was And we as a society feel like we have normalized that. And, um, I was thinking about this, about, you know, one of the terms I feel like we see everywhere in social media is self-care, self-love, and toxic people, and things like that. Now, understand this, God even says in the scriptures to surround yourself with wise companionship. He says it multiple times in Proverbs and in the Psalms, and, you know, surround yourself with good godly people, but Jesus also sat and ate with sinners, and so I feel like we have gotten to the point, and this is something I'm also praying for God to help give me boldness with, is to love those who are different than me in the way that Christ loved them. And, you know, yes, I understand that, you know, as God says, to to surround yourself with good companionship and with good people and all these different things it is also important to love those who are different than us love those who have the different political stances than us love those who believe things differently than us love those people now that doesn't mean that you have to confide and and, and build your trust with them and do all these different things it doesn't mean that you have to do that All that means is that you have to love them and, you know, what does love look like? I'm so glad you asked because God literally lays it out for us in 1 Corinthians 13 and we hear this at weddings or funerals or whatever. We hear it everywhere, but it is broken down. Love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous. It is not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Friends, that is what it is, is that. And walking out that and asking the Holy Spirit. And y'all, I'm just going to be honest with you. There are some days I don't want to be patient and I don't want to be kind. I don't want to, you know, be joyful and, and I want to get irritable. And I make mistakes because I'm human and I am like that sometimes. You can ask my mom and dad and my, my family and people. I can get irritable sometimes and then I'm like, oh Jesus, help me to remember to embody and be the love of God and walk that out. And so that is a prayer and that is something that you can pray is for God to help you learn to love those who maybe don't love you or maybe don't even like you, but help you to love them in a way that is a reflection of God. And then my second point is love like Jesus. And what does that look like? That looks like putting others first. That looks like being kind with people. That looks like not giving into your feelings and your emotions just because You know, the world says it's okay whenever, yes, there is important moments for us to, you know, we, we need to deal with those feelings and those emotions because you don't just need to shove it down. But there's also sometimes where we need to recognize an attack from the enemy, speaking to myself, where we need to recognize an attack from the enemy of, you know, Do I actually feel this way or is the enemy just trying to make me feel this way? Do I actually have a problem that needs to be healed or is the enemy just trying to make me be offended? Do I actually have a root issue of something or is the enemy just trying to make me be offended and irritable so that I don't show the love of Christ? And we need to pray and ask for discernment and love like Jesus. That means sitting with people who are different than us, being with sinners. That looks like loving those who, you know, are not like us. And this goes into my next point which is in James chapter 2. And God just literally opened this up and was like go read go read James. And I I love the book of James. It is one of those that you think you're do, you think you're such a good Christian and then you read it and you're like, "Wow, I still have some things that I need God to prune and I I still have things that I need to work work through in life." And you know, we have those things. And so I love the book of James and just, you know, Ecclesiastes, Colossians, all of those books, those are just, they're awesome books. But this is a book that in chapter two, it's a long passage, but it is well worth it. It is verse one through verse 11. Yes. And I'm going to read it because it is just that good. And, um, Sorry about that. I'm going to read it. But it says this. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord and Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. Let me just stop right there before we go into verse 3. Even back in the Bible days, they had, you know, they had those things where People were defined by their fancy clothes or their expensive jewelry. And even today in the world, I think we still do that. Anyways, though, verse three, if you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or you can sit on the floor with everyone else. Yes, you can stand over there or I'll sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters, hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom He promised to those who love Him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into corn? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is when you obey the royal laws found in scriptures, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. And that, that goes to verse 9. And I was thinking about that and how how often do we do that in life? We we are so afraid of hurting people's feelings or maybe losing people's money or losing this that we we call it honor, but we really are just favorable because we like what they give us. Oops, did I say too much? I, I wonder how much we do that. And I'm not just meaning churches, I'm just meaning life in general. Yes, it isn't is, is important. I, I see it in churches a lot, but also just people in general where we sit here and we favor those because they have money or because they are have a well known status or because they have all these, you know, different things, and so we favor them, but we call it honor. When in reality it says here in the scriptures that This is discrimination against people based off their wealth and their status. And then I wonder why we have a generation who doesn't know their identity in Christ because we have treated people based off their money or stuff. So I want to encourage you, like, ask for God to you know give you discernment over who to honor and who to not because there will be some people who do have money who are genuinely good people i have met so many people who are very wealthy and they have these things and it is because God has blessed them with this wealth and with these with these welts, wealth wealth uh, with this wealth and these riches because he has trusted them to be you know to have the funds for the kingdom and those are people you honor because they're doing kingdom work But don't just honor those and forget to honor those who are giving all that they can, even if it is just $5. Even if it is just, you know, $20. You can have a person give $2,000 in tithes and have a bad heart, but you can have a person who gives $5 in tithes, giving it purely to the Lord, and they can have a better heart posture. And it's just like with with David. You know, if, um, if if the prophet Samuel, if he would have chosen David, Based off his appearance, David wouldn't have gotten picked, but he did it listening to the Holy Spirit and heard David's heart, or the Holy Spirit saw David's heart. And so I want would, to I would encourage you to, you know, like I said, love like Christ did, love those who don't love you, and also ask the Holy Spirit for discernment over who to honor and all these different things, but love others no matter their status in life, no matter their rich, no matter their their wealth, no matter how How poor they may be, or how wealthy they may be, honor them and love them the way God would. Love them the way God would, because I mean, just it—it says it here in the scripture is so plain that you know you can stand or or, your this discrimination shows that your judgments are guided by evil motives, and you may not think it as being evil motives, and it may not be that you're wanting to make someone feel bad, but just love those, love, love those people who, you know, like I said, who, who give so much money, maybe to your business, just as much as you love the person who maybe hates your business or your ministry or your life or whatever it is that you're doing. Love those people. That is the only true way that I feel that we can show the love of God is by walking it out through our actions of, you know, I I was thinking about this earlier that, um, oh, what was it? And I almost wrote it down, and I should have. But, you know, we can sometimes show the love of God more through our silence than we can through proving them wrong. Because I think we sometimes want to be like the Pharisees. I feel like I've done this, and I have to ask God for forgiveness a lot, and ask my parents and just people in general for forgiveness, for always wanting to correct and correct others and correct and correct and correct. When in reality... It's not, sometimes we can offend people by correcting them all the time because we can make them feel dumb or stupid or all these different things. Whereas if we just sometimes are quiet and we listen and then we ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom of what to say, then we can open up the door and open up that heart posture for correction or just to talk about it in a way that doesn't seem condemning or or anything like that and let the Holy Spirit do conviction. And so I feel like we sometimes, and I say we because me included where I'm learning this too, feel like it's our job to convict or to condemn when it's not. It is our job to love and to lead people to God. And if you have a, a close enough relationship with this person and they ask you for guidance or they ask you for this, then then through the power of the Holy Spirit, give wisdom and, and advice and guidance and whatever. But don't just walk up to a stranger and be like, you're living a sinful life. you're doing this, you just need to show the love of Christ and ask God for wisdom of what to do in that situation. So I feel like this has been everywhere today because, you know, it just, it was such a kind of a random thing. And I know we haven't done a podcast, something like this in a while, but I just really want to encourage you just to love people. It is that simple. That is, I feel like, the whole message of the gospel is to show Jesus through your love and lead people to Jesus through your love. Lead people to Jesus and just let the Holy Spirit work through you, you, through your mouth, through your actions, through your posture, through all these different things. Let the Holy Spirit work through you. and Don't be offendable. Don't be easily irritable. And y'all, I'm trying to speak this to myself because life happens sometimes and we can get that way. Don't let it get to you. Don't be so easily offendable. Choose love. Choose the love of God. Not the love of the world, but the biblical stance of the love of God. So, quick recap. One, we're called to love those who don't love us. And we are called to show love to those who don't love us. Because that is what God says is love. The way Jesus showed love by going to the cross for those who didn't even love him. That is an action of love. is showing love. Jesus and and being that part that heart posture of Jesus of they may not love me they may not like me but I'm going to show them love one you know we're called to love those who don't love us Two, love like Jesus and if you want to know what that looks like go to first Corinthians 13 verse four through eight and then read read the scriptures of you know the crucifixion read about his life that's how you can know to love like Jesus. And lastly, don't let your love be prejudiced. Don't be picky and choosy with your love and who you choose to show love to and who you choose not to because at the end of the day, we as Christians are obligated to show love to everybody. We don't get the we don't get the choice to say, well, this person made me really upset, so I'm not going to show them love. We don't get that privilege because we we didn't show love to Jesus and Jesus still showed love to us. So we're called to love those who don't love us Two, love like Jesus. And three, don't let your love be prejudiced and picky and choosy over who you do and who you don't love. So I hope that this has been encouraging to y'all. I know that for me, it is still something that I'm going to be trying to practice out in my everyday life and just asking for the Holy Spirit to help me with. And so I hope this has been encouraging. Y'all tune in next week for True Talk Tuesday on the True Talk podcast with Savannah Grace because it is really fun getting to do this. And I hope that it is somehow impacting your life. And like I said, sorry, please ignore my dog. Like I said, be on the lookout because the Lord has been giving me some fresh vision and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for um, just things that are going to be happening with truly you here soon i'm excited and i hope that you are excited as well and i love you guys go check us out on instagram at truly you official or new we- our website which is where we have blog posts coming out uh every week or every other week it is truly dot and or you can go check out my personal instagram which is Sticky and i love you guys and i will talk to y'all next week bye friends